0: you're listening to Oh Hey Heather, Tell Me a Story. Real stories, real experiences, by real people. I hope you enjoy. I just saw another jogger go by my house on the sidewalk. Probably in my age group, about my size. You can see she's trying, which I was like, good for you. You know, good for you. I'm very happy that people do that kind of stuff. I'm sure that they uh, feel very excited and well. uh, I just know after I do something that I was determined to do for the betterment of my own personal self and health, I always feel better when I'm done doing it. That's definitely true. I say it's serotonin. Um, I don't know. Dopamine. I think it's all those things, but it's also just being so proud of yourself that you did it. But it does physically feel better to make yourself physically feel better. There you go, problem solved. I don't run, but I'm thinking that maybe I should at least get back to what I was doing for a while, which was what I called walking, where I would walk, jog, walk, jog, and sometimes I was ending up better jogging than walking, but it's like a progression. It's probably that whole 5K couchy thing they did. But, one, of course, if it does make you feel better, it makes you feel better, but mine is now... How far could I outrun somebody? Like if I had to run away from somebody, and I mean there's a lot of crime happening right now that's a little scary and there's no one to protect you. I mean, we ruined that. So I was like right now, you know, even if I'm even if I'm giving it my all, not knowing who my opponent is, which, you know, that could be a dog. It could be a mean guy it could be like a I don't know who knows whatever it could be but if something was chasing me you know maybe I'm in the woods and then boom there's a bear I maybe a hundred yards I don't even know is that true that's like a football field isn't it maybe a hundred yards with my adrenaline because I heard, you know, when you're in a state of that, you get a lot more energy. It's like you get a boost. It's like drinking a monster in the morning or something. But, <sighs> I don't know. I don't think I'd do too good. I'd do better than a lot, though. Like if it were a mass exodus. But, I watched those panic things. Like where people flee that baseball field last week. Because there were shots being fired. Or, you know, like if there was a nightclub or there's a fire and you have to empty it or shootings, like ah, I don't know, man. I gotta, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna stack up. Is it really gonna be a matter of endurance or just crafty? I don't know. Is it even gonna happen? Probably not. But I thought about it when the joggers keep running by my house, thinking, hmm, she'd beat me. So. I don't know. Maybe I'll take up running. We'll see. <laughs> so I just recently deleted a early on recording because I didn't lock my bedroom door. And I was in our master closet, which to me is like the best acoustical place to hide. That Not because I'm trying to make the listening experience of me recording my random thoughts and ideas sound better. It was actually motivated by a place I could go and freely talk without feeling like I'm being listened in. And I'm still trying to figure out why that's a problem. I mean, of course, I don't want interruptions. I want me to just be able to talk freely. But I also, somehow, I must have some secret, like underlying fear of judgment or not being accepted. Because in this house, if the people that are living here, think it's silly or stupid or dumb that I'm doing this I think it would probably devastate me and maybe unmotivate me to not do it so I just kind of like go find my secret place and do it and then I figure one day if something traumatic happens and I'm not here and they find them then it's like they can still hear and know who I was and why I hope I was someone special in their life too But nonetheless, I am sitting inside of a closet, and I didn't lock the door. And Mark, who I thought was working out in our workroom in the basement, wasn't. And he came upstairs purposefully looking for me to let me know he was going to go do that, which I was fully aware, but appreciate reminders. And in the meantime, heard me talking and was curious to know who I was talking to. Because we had had some possible plans we were working on today with friends. And he thought, perhaps I'm talking and I have some type of new information to share before he goes and works out. Totally innocent thing, right? Well, sadly to say, I was doing this and I immediately froze and then he caught on there. So I stopped it. Well, because I'm still an amateur trying to figure out how to do this mobily, I just have to go. So where I stopped it, there was, I didn't know how to trim it or edit it because anytime I've done that, it's just not been a friendly thing to do. So I just stopped it thinking, I'll just start over. And you could tell he felt very bad. And he's, and I, I just laughed. I go, it's fine. It's fine. And then I told him, I said, I just don't know where to go. Like, I don't know where to go to just not worry about all the things that could happen while I'm trying to just freely empty out my brain of all of its thoughts into one coherent, well, maybe not coherent, but one stream of random talking one way with no interaction, which is something that I wish I didn't have. But sometimes I feel like if I do this, I take up less people's time so we can have better interactions that they lead versus me. And I think that's important because sometimes I think people appreciate me listening much more than hearing me talk. So, needless to say, I just was like, you know what, babe? I got nowhere to go. I got nowhere to go. I could go sit outside, but it rained. I can't be in the basement. You're working out upstairs. We got the other bedrooms, the main level. There is no door there. There is no room. It's all just one open, like all the way around, the, you know, staircase. Because it's not like we have a huge house. It's just a quaint, cute, wonderful family home. And he he was like trying to be my friend. And I said, you know, this is why. I love that company, Haida Living, because Haidas are those backyard offices fully finished. They take 30 amps of power, and everything's done, and you're in this fully insulated add-on room to your home that you have to walk into that's, like, perfect room size. It's, like, oversized office, and I need one, but we already have a shed in our backyard, and we can't have another, and we're in Suburbiaville, so I'm not a candidate, but doggone, I wish I were. I just would love dedicated space like that, where I can just freely talk and not be interrupted. And I know he feels bad about it too, but he said, well, actually, that's really smart that you chose the closet because it's probably the best insulated with all the clothes to help protect people like us from hearing you. And I laughed and I go, you heard me, it didn't work. And then he laughed. He's like, yeah, true that. But he said that he's getting me a now recording sign to put on my door so that, he knows not to interrupt me, which I thought was the greatest gift of letting me know he's okay with what I'm doing. That, uh, he hasn't distracted me in anything. He's just tried to help me come up with a solution and he truly felt bad. And then I felt bad that he felt bad because I wasn't trying to make him feel bad. I just don't real. I just don't know how, I'll... what is the greatest problem in the world in a middle of a pandemic like this? The fact that you can't find a place to be alone, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a blessing. It's just now finding out when alone time can just be defined versus secretly trying to be grabbed. I think my family and I are all in a wonderful place where if I just ask for that time of undisruption, they'll gladly give it and receive the same from me, which they do often, so. I don't think it's a problem of not being alone, but it is a problem of prioritizing time because this does take time and there's so many other things. And yet, to me, this is the most healing positive for me to do because by me doing this, I am able to process and identify and create understanding with myself and my my senses why I feel this way, why I think this way, why and getting it in a place of vulnerability, which is out here in a world of censorship and, um, self-policing and societal policing and judgment and fear and a need of belonging and lack of that and, uh, a hope for acceptance and, uh, be- belonging to things because we've created our groups to be very judgmental, small niche. And, uh, the truth is, is Whatever shade of crazy you are, if you're a citizen of this country, you belong. And we have to figure this out. But I'm going to get off of that right now and just talk more about space. He, uh, on his way out, he said, you know, I heard you in your car on the way to Bell Fountain that day. I knew that's what you were doing. I knew you were making one. And I said, well, I have to because when I'm driving in my car... I have no interruptions and I'm able to do it without, you know, hands free and driving. And it's literally a 20 mile, two turn at best shot straight to my, my, uh, current place of, um, earning payments to live my life. And, uh, he said, I thought that was what you were doing. I said, I know. And I love it. But the problem is, is because of the way this technology works. When my phone rings, it disconnects the recording, and I learned that the hard way, so I'm only as good at recording in my car as I am not having anyone call me, and I have to figure out if I can put a do not disturb on, but technically with the responsibilities I have in my life, that would be irresponsible of me to do because if people are calling me, which Generally, the phone starts at like seven forty five which I feel is people respectfully waiting, which means it could wait, but it's still something pressing that would require that kind of a call. but you also have to address people that aren't going to make it or people that are calling in or people that don't feel well, and then what does that mean, and what does coverage look like for that, and how will we get someone to be there for them so sometimes it can start as early as five in the morning, but I would say i mean that's pff, not very often uh but 637 totally can happen. So I can do this in my car so long as no one calls me. And I can do this in my home so long as no one hears me. And I can do this in a place where I can find that might be better. But I'm going to keep trying this and if someone calls, someone calls. I'll hold that thought and remember that I have to start her back up again and do a new one because of the way the trimming effects do not work. And you don't resume once it ends. So like once it hits, stop. It's not like you can, it, there's no pause. You just stop. It's it's kind of like when we were kids and we had Nintendo and there was no memory card. If you stopped playing, you were like, if there's no backseas. So I just would have to remember that thought and restart it. He's. There is a now recording sign that's there and uh, a closet that everyone can still hear, but how exciting that I feel the support of people letting me do this just because they care about me and know that it makes me feel a lot better and healthier with everything we're going to go into. So for that, I really do appreciate them. And there you have it another episode of oh hey heather i hope it has made you think of a story of your own or how you could relate to this one or if anything just something you could enjoy thanks everyone and have a great one